0: Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, the Sens begin a busy month where they'll see 15 games. Tonight, it starts in Columbus against
1: the Blue Jackets. And the Sens will have some reinforcements for this battle as Thomas Shabbat returns to the lineup. We spent a lot of time talking about where Shabbat should play,
0: but where will he? We have that answer, plus it's a revenge game for Eunice Corpusalo. That's all coming up on today's edition Of the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you are listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast.
0: Welcome inside episode 929 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, Locked LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com to get started today. Terms and conditions do apply. Today is Friday, December 1st, and Pilsy, the Senators, are actually going to be a hockey team this month
1: and beyond. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be playing a lot of games November in the rearview mirror. Get out of here. We're looking forward to December. You got two games, December 1st and 2nd. One of them tonight up against the Columbus Blue Jackets team that is the only team that's been hanging out with the Sens at the bottom of the conference for this long. So... If there ever was a game and a time to get back on track against an opponent, it's tonight up against the Columbus Blue Jackets. We
0: haven't done this in a while, but it needs to be said. This is a must-win game. If anyone is going to take the Ottawa Senators seriously, you have to win this game in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. The Senators' schedule, I know, Europe is not their home, but they've only played one game where they're wearing their away jerseys, where they're on the road, per se, in North America. Since when it's been it's all been of November,
1: month. all of November, they only played one road game in Toronto, which was a win. So
0: this is their first game outside of Ontario in North America <laughs> since October. Yes. Since October, Pilsy. Correct. That is absolutely asinine. And the last time would have been, yeah, October 28th, they were in Pittsburgh, October 26th, they were on Long Island. And before that, they were at home five in a row. So this, this schedule has been as strange as it can possibly be, but this is the beginning of what is going to be back-to-back months with 15 games. So they play 30 games in the next 61 days. It's every other night or in this instance, every night back-to-back for the Ottawa Senators. Eunice Corpus Allo, we know will start in goal. That yep. leaves a good chance that we see Anton Forsberg in Ottawa on Saturday against the Seattle Kraken, What are you hoping to see from him against his former team?
1: Look, I'm hoping this kind of fires up Jonas Corpus We saw a bit of emotion from him in the last game where he was um, not too happy with the defenseman not coming to get the puck quick enough. But look, you let in five goals up against the Panthers, you lose five, nothing like that was tough. So now he's going back to his old home in Columbus up against his old team. We saw a big boost in morale and confidence when Anton Forsberg was given that start in Sweden. Hopefully, you can kind of rekindle some of that magic and some of that emotional uh, passion that can help Jonas Korpasal have a great game up against Columbus tonight.
0: There's just no other way to put it, right? This this is a must-win game. I didn't get your take on that.
1: No, it's a it's. Ross, begrudgingly and with some shame and embarrassment, I will co-sign with you that this is a must-win game. If you would have told me at the start of the week we'd be circling a December 1st road game up against the Columbus Blue Jackets as a must-win, I would have been very disappointed, but I probably would have had the, uh, the foresight to be like, well... This is going to be part of the skid of returning home from Sweden and they got to stop that skid right here cuz like you said Ross if this is a game they're not able to win who are you able to beat the sharks maybe maybe the Columbus Blue Jackets had a November
0: like the Sens have had in the last couple of years they went 4-9 and 2 in the month of November with a huge losing streak right in the middle of late, though, they have won three of their last five games, albeit one was against Chicago, and although another one was against Boston. So yeah. you can't necessarily count them out of that uh, in, in terms of what they've been doing of late. They've got a plus five goal differential in the last five games as well. So a team that uh, is feeling themselves a little bit, at least comparatively to the slump that they were in at the middle of the month. I just don't think that there's any excuse to lose this game. And, and I think that that has to be the the thought process going into it. The postcast tonight after it, if it's a loss, make sure you remind us in the comments. There are no excuses. There's no reason to lose this game. I feel like Timmy always plays well in Columbus. He had that highlight real goal there uh 2 years ago, I believe, and yep, their best and players the just yeah. their their best players need to be their best players tonight. And if they are, this should be a 4-1 4-2 win.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, Ross. Like, this is not only a must-win game, but it's a must-win convincingly game. Like, I—I I don't. This game cannot be going to overtime or shootout. And selfishly, I want to see that puck line hit. Let's let's get some green numbers in the FanDuel account here because I don't know. Sens fans probably like me have not had success betting on this team. So this is a this is a night to get the account back up here.
0: Yeah, people often ask me why. Why do you care so much about the Ottawa Senators? Well, I I tie a responsible financial a burden <laughs> to whether they win or lose. So yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why. Now there were changes at practice yesterday. Let's uh oh let's do this backwards this time. Let's start in the back end because we already covered the starting goalie Unis Corpasalo revenge game against the only other team he's played a full True. season with because obviously he got traded at the deadline has not played back in Columbus. Hasn't even played against Columbus, but now he's going to have the opportunity to go back, see his old stomping grounds, see the arena. I mean, it wasn't a cup of coffee, over 210 games played for the Columbus blue jackets over his eight seasons there since being selected in the third round back in the 2012 entry draft. So now he's 12 games into his five-year contract with the Ottawa senators so a good way to start, you know what they always say, right? Like when you when you leave a team, you, you got to talk dirty about them. You got to be like, yeah, those guys suck. Like I'm with you now, right? <laughs> so this is opportunity to go show it on the ice that he's looking to uh, to start this new chapter and and close the old one emphatically with a big performance. But the back end is where a lot of the story is today, Pilsy, because Thomas Shabbat is back. It's his first game yep. in over a month, and it's great to see because this decor has been aching without him. Here is how DJ Smith decided to line everything up. Jacob Chikrin will play the left side with Jake Sanderson on the right. Thomas Shabbat will play the left side with Artem Zub on his right. And the third pair, Eric Brandstrom with Travis Hammonick. Do you want to cover Shabbat first, or should I should we nitpick the fact that JBD does not deserve to come out of the lineup before Travis Hammonick?
1: Yeah, let's start with that fact. I mean, I was really hoping JBD would stay in this lineup. Uh I was hoping that JBD would get a chance to play with Thomas Shabbat. I thought that would be a nice yin and yang pair. Now, I've got a positive and a negative about this. Positive. Thank goodness, Thomas Shabbat is not on the right side. I mean, that like, especially coming back. Like if DJ would have put him back on the right side, I don't know what I would have done. I'd that would have been just I would have liked to hear an explanation for why that happened. So that didn't happen. That's okay. But Ross, for a team that has been struggling and a team that's defensive structure has been downright terrible recently, I would love to hear an explanation why you would break up their top defensive pair and arguably the most consistent duo, whether you're talking goaltending or forwards or anything, of this entire team has been Jake Sanderson and Artem Zub. Like, splitting them up, that is a weird, weird decision in my mind. And then, sorry I'm going on a rant here, but having Thomas Shabbat play on the left side doesn't bring me much solace when they're moving their best defenseman, Jake Sanderson, on his right, and he's going to be playing with Chikrin. And what was the issue with Shabbat and Chikrin? Both left-shot defensemen, and they had no structure to their game. When they're on their ice, they're crisscrossing, they're weaving, they're going all over the place. I'm worried that exact same thing is going to happen with Sanderson and Chickern here, and and now you just have a dysfunctional pair, like Shabbat and Chikrin were, with Sanderson and Zub, while also breaking up your only consistent pair of Sanderson and Zub. Like, it's just... I don't know. I know DJ, like all he can do is use these players and toss them in the blender and see what lineup smoothie he gets and hope it tastes good. But I I don't think the, these are the proper decisions to be making on defense.
0: Small sample size alert, but Chikrin and Sanderson have played 16 minutes together over the course <laughs> of 12 different games. Okay. And they've got 70% of the expected goals while they're on the ice. So, in terms of expected goals, it's the best pair that the Senators have ice this year. But again, they played 16
1: minutes. So that- I'm
0: ex- I'm excited to see. They're probably going to play 16 minutes together tonight, and yeah. we'll see what the numbers oh, run after that. Definitely.
1: But Ross, I would like to know, and I don't know if you can tell me, but were those minutes spent with Sanderson on the left and Chickern on the right? No. So Sanderson was on the right for all those? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yes, at
0: least according to, to Money Puck, how they have Sanderson as, as the right side D here. They also have Sanderson with Shabbat on the right side, where Sanderson's on the left. That's the second best pair, according to Money Puck and expected goals. They played 30 minutes together. So I was going to give it a chance.
1: sample sizes. Yeah.
0: I'm willing to give it a chance. But at the same time, this is, uh, it, it's kind of the, the issue that Pierre Dorian backed this team into with having five left defensemen, pretty much. At least f- you're, Four of your top five defensemen, I should say, are left-shot defensemen. Yes. So this is where we're at. But Thomas Shabbat playing on the left side is key, and that's something obviously he hasn't played with Zub at all. Zub hasn't played more than 10 minutes with anyone but Jake Sanderson this year. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, Shabbat and Zub have had success yeah. in the past together. Up front, it's Josh Norris with Brady Kachuk and Klo Giroux. That's new. Swapping Tim Stutzla and Josh Norris. So Norris gets the chance to play with Kachuk. And Giroux, I'll be watching that closely tonight. We've got Stutzla with Joseph and with Drake Batherson. We're still doing this. Rourke Chartier with Dominic Kubalik and Vladimir Tarasenko. And then Matthew Highmore. Matthew Highmore playing center with Parker Kelly and Zach McEwen. On the other side, we will get our Locked On players. We will take a look at the Columbus Blue Jackets and more. This is Locked On Senators.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. We already mentioned them off the top, and uh, that's where I'm going to be going to hopefully have this bounce back from the Sens, stop the return from Sweden skid. I'm going to be looking to get some green numbers in the account here, and you can as well. FanDuel is the Locked On Podcast Network's Sportsbook. It's also number one sportsbook in North America. And right now, new customers in the US get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Good time to bet on the Sens to get started. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the time. I use FanDuel because I love the app, it's easy to use. You can bet on anything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Looking at FanDuel right now, Ross, the Ottawa Senators are minus 154 in this game. If you want to hit the regulation money line, they're at even money there. So that's something that you could definitely take a look at all on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Check it out, guys. FanDuel.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Farm to Fork, Farm farmtoforkdelivery.ca. It's a premium meat and seafood company located in Ottawa, but you can order anywhere in Ontario, anywhere in Quebec, and also up in our friends north in Nunavut. So what is Farm to Fork? Farm to Fork makes sure that everything is antibiotic-free, hormone-free. Everything is ethically raised that they sell on farmtoforkdelivery.ca. They also, what I love about Farm to Fork, well, lots, the taste, number one, just go check out all their five-star reviews on Google, but they also individually vacuum seal the meats right at the butcher's table to keep them as fresh as humanly possible. Not only does it increase freshness, but also makes it easy to just pull out what you need. So you want one chicken breast that night? Pull out one chicken breast and don't worry about anything else other than making sure that you are well-fed and with healthy Really good ingredients. So farm go to their website and use promo code L O S P 10 for 10% off your first purchase. Great holiday gift. You got a, you got a man in your life. Go get him some steaks. Nobody likes a gift of steaks more than you and me, Pilsy. We absolutely adore it. We even, that's kind of like, Hey, good for good friends of the show. Mark, McDuck, guys who come on a ton, they get, they get steaks, man. It's the best thing that you can get someone. It's a great gift. The holidays are coming. So go check it out. Farm to Fork Taste the farm to fork difference. You will never go back to grocery store meat. All right, Pilsy, here we are. It's a game day, Friday, December 1st. But before we get back to that, oh man, another coaching change in the league and another new coach bump. Chris Knobloch has his Edmonton Oilers, uh, playing to a six and three record through nine games. But you know what? We kind of figured that they were a good team. They have some good pieces. However, the Minnesota wild, since their coaching change are two and zero and absolutely dominated the Nashville predators last night, a predators team. That's won five straight. Oh. Interesting. Hey,
1: yeah. The, the new coach bump is legit. Like, uh, there's three things, you know, um, death, taxes and new coach bump like that. Like those are all certain to happen in life. And uh, if you want four things, uh, baby bump as well. That's that's a big one to watch. I've been famously known uh, to to be following the baby bumps here. But yeah, I thought you're going to say you're famous for creating baby bumps. <laughs> no not that i not that i'm aware of let's <laughs> be honest um but Make yeah. sure you
0: send Pillsy has uh, your father's day cards coming up in april
1: <laughs> <laughs> father's day is in june buddy oh. <laughs> but i'll take a father's day gift in april um send me some farm to fork meats oh but- wait how-, how do you know that <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not breaking news. No breaking news at all. We're getting off the rails here. But anyways, yes, the Minnesota Wild and Edmonton Oilers have been enjoying new coach bumps. Is what we're getting at.
0: Yes, they have. Um, how would you enjoy tonight's game? You want to get some keys to victory right off the bat? or Are there any notes you have with the Senators forward, core? Are you, are you happy with the change to put Norris up with Chuck and Drew?
1: Well, we will get to that later on. The only note I have without teasing anything, I already kind of said it. I'm I'm so frustrated that they're still rolling out Kubalik, Chartier, and Tarasenko. Like, what a complete waste of time! If if you're Tarasenko and Kubelik, you got to be sitting there like like you got to set me up for success here. Like, how am I supposed to get going as two snipers with again? No offense to Chartier, good dude, but like that is not the guy that should be playing with those two. It's it's wild to me that that is still still a thing.
0: And Tarasenko hasn't scored in 10 games. All right. Our Sentence Central locked on players to watch in tonight's game. We'll start with the citizens. We put Thomas Shabbat. Everyone's going to have all eyes on Thomas Shabbat. Shabbat hasn't played since October 26th against the New York Islanders. He only has three assists through seven games this year, averaging 24-19 in ice time. I'll be watching to see how comfortable he looks out there. And I'll also be watching his utilization. And minutes. Pilsy, your locked on player.
1: My locked on player is going to be Josh Norris. We just looked at the lines. Josh Norris. Now, talk about being put in positions to succeed, Ross. Well, it's been tough sledding for him recently. Now he gets the opportunity to play on a line with Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux as his winger flanking wingers flanking him. So if you can't get going there, like what like what do you how are you gonna get going? I really feel like DJ Smith. I've just had about 10 minutes of rants griping about how much I hate his lineup decisions. If there's one thing I do like about this, it is trying to spark Josh Norris again, Ross. We've been talking about it. This guy, when he is on his game, I mean, 35 goals in 66 games, a few seasons ago, like he has so much talent and such an electric shot. He just needs to get back to shooting the puck. And maybe when you got his best friend Brady in front of the net that's going to entice him to shoot cuz you know it even if you don't score the rebound's going to be there Brady's going to get it he's going to cause uh, chaos and create offensive chances and then you get a guy like Claude Drew snapping it back in the draw maybe you can get Norris set up on that draw for a quick one timer or something so i want to see a big game from Josh Norris tonight
0: I completely agree. He's probably been the most underwhelming player over the last two weeks uh, for me, a guy who just has so much skill, but it it's just seems like he's he's trigger shy, especially to get his shot off, and, and he needs to be able to have his best attribute clicking for him to be that $8 million player. Now, for me, it's Eunice Corpusalo. The goaltending has been under the microscope for the Ottawa Senators. They have the fourth worst save percentage as a team in the National Hockey League. Only Minnesota, Edmonton, and Carolina are worse than Ottawa's 887 save percentage. Really? However, Eunice Corpusalo is not the biggest reason why he has had his guy outside of last game against Florida, five goals on 38 shots. But even if you include that in Corpusalo's last nine games, he has a 914 save percentage. Those wow. first three games, remember the Detroit game wasn't good. The yeah. Carolina game was an 881, although he faced 42 shots. But yeah, in the last nine games, he's four and three with a 914 save percentage. So going into a familiar crease, a familiar setting, I know one thing though. He doesn't want to hear the cannons. Nope. It used to be a good sign for him. No, no cannons tonight, Eunice. Use use what you know about this Columbus Blue Jackets team. I know it's a different coach, different players, but you've got to be able to stop the puck. And that's what the Senators have really failed to get consistently this year overall. And that's why I'm gonna be
1: locked on to Eunice Corpusallo. I mean, Ross, you gotta give it to Corpusallo, though. He is um doing much better and coming up with big saves. Like Again, five nothing loss to the Panthers, a couple blunder goals where misplaying the puck behind the net kind of bites him. But he had three or four ten bell saves, like huge highlight saves on big players. So, like for Hagee, he had a massive save. Ekblad on the back door, huge. Like he's he's starting to heat up here. He just he just needs some defensive support.
0: Yes. And I was I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to mention stay in your net, dude. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm always so nervous when he plays the puck. So maybe that's where Senators defensemen have been giving kind of a large gap for him when he plays the puck. Because they got no clue what he's going to do. And then when he just leaves it there, they're like, oh, I thought you were going to do something crazy with it. So I was trying to give you space. But now you're just leaving it there? What's going on here? So there needs to be some work in, uh, I mean, these things take time. Uh, but there needs to be some work in communication with Corpus Al playing the puck in his defensive.
0: Well said. All right, Pilsy. On the other side, we've got keys to victory. We'll look at the Columbus Blue Jackets lineups, and wow, they've got a couple underperformers. We'll have our lookout players as well. That's next. You're lo- listening to Locked On Senators.
1: Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Mary J's locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Three best friends made a life-changing decision and put a lot of work and dedication into it. And now they have four stores in the Ottawa area. The Ottawa locations are Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. So they got lots of spots to help you out. Mary J's offers the absolute best and newest products in the market with many new additions to the menu every single week. They got everything you need, whether you're a rookie or a grizzled vet. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you're guaranteed to get the best price around at a Mary J's location. Why would you go anywhere else? Mary J's also offers... The best customer service, having the friendliest bud tenders around that are always ready to assist. One of the owners, Dashie, absolute beauty, diehard Sens fan. And you can go to one of the stores, say what up to Dashie, pick his brain about the Ottawa Senators, and learn all about the new great products that Mary J's has to offer. Guys, check out any of their four locations in Ottawa. It's Mary J's.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is all the daily fantasy sports that your heart desires. Think of this moment. Tim Stutzel scores the winner. The Ottawa Senators have won four games in a row for the first time this season. Hey, with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. There are all possible scenarios for this season, but to have the chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app of the locked on NHL network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially fantasy hockey with sleeper. You can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests with studs like Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Jake Sanderson, and Drake Batherson. All you need to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sens fans. You can get 100 times payout on Sleeper, so start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. U.S. only for now. That's LOCKEDONNHL See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. All right, Pelzi, as we're rolling into a back-to-back game day, a reminder that you can subscribe on YouTube and join us live in the postcast after every single Ottawa Senators game. They've been few and far between, only nine in the month of November, but we are up and rolling through November, through the new year, your team every day. We take that very seriously here. Unlocked on, on Senators Pillsy. The keys to victory will save for the end because I need you to help me figure out this Columbus Blue Jackets team. Like I get that there's a certain level of rebuild. Heck, if there's a team that should know rebuilding, sure. it's the Ottawa Senators. But I look at this team. I see Johnny Hockey up there at the top line left wing. I see Patrick Liney, who's now 24, 25 years old, and Boone Jenner, of course, the captain. Like, there's not a whole lot of young guys in their lineup beyond their third overall pick, Adam Fantilli, and their tenth overall pick. No, even even earlier than that, a top ten pick in Kent Johnson. Um, it, it feels like I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this Columbus Blue Jackets team. I don't know what their direction really is.
1: Well, I I don't know Ross. I feel like there's a lot of young guys here.
0: Like like. The, the, Jim- They've been young, but now it's like, well, Chinikov was was an overager in his draft year, wasn't he? Remember, nobody Uh, knew who he was.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, I don't know a whole lot a lot about him. Like that whole second line, like those guys are all in their early 20s, no?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Chinikov will be 23 in February 1st. So he's two months from being 23. Like all I'm saying is at this point, like they're not all 1920. Like I, I feel like they should be ahead of where they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been tough for them. Like, I think uh, getting Johnny Goudreau to sign that mammoth contract as a free agent was a big morale boost for them.
0: That's probably where my little brain went to. It's like, wait, why are you adding like a $10 million free agent if you aren't expecting to like take the next step where it just feels like they're still rebuilding, right? Two, three years later. And that's why all these young players are in their early 20s now rather than the Adam Fantilli makes total sense, right? Ken yep. Johnson makes total sense. But it feels like, you know, they sh- when you when you sign a guy like Johnny Goudreau, you should be pushing your chips a little bit further into the middle of the table.
1: I mean, they made some big moves on defense, though, Ross. Uh, I, adding Ivan Provrov was a big addition for them. Um, bringing in Damon Severson, who unfortunately is uh, on LTIR for them, that was huge. And Erica this decor, yeah, I mean yeah, Goody was brought in with Johnny Goudreau, massive free agent signing. Four by um, four yeah get your bag goody but this decor in a couple of years Ross could be really good like you look at Adam Bachfist, who was a big part of that Seth Jones trade David yearcheck yeah, is very young in his career so he might take a while to get going but we covered him extensively in our draft profiles and then Jake bean is a nice player as well so like and then i'll I'll get to Adam Worenski, but he he's uh an incredible defense
0: <laughs> well you put the the duo together because it's Adam Bachfist is his partner.
1: Okay, that's what Bray did there. Yes, yeah, Zach Wierenski is a very, I don't want to say underrated uh, defenseman, under uh, undercovered yeah. he defenseman. He hasn't been
0: able to play a whole lot, right? He's de- dealt yeah. with some, some really tough injuries.
1: That's the thing, yeah. And then playing in Columbus, you don't get a lot of shine there. So really, uh, I mean, I guess, Ross, before we get into a rant here, you should go through the lines for our audio listeners.
0: Boone Jenner at center between Johnny Hockey and Kent Johnson. The second line, wish me luck. I almost want to just call it the comrade line. We've got a trio of Russians here. Voronkov, Chinikov, and Marchenko. And uh, Voronkov, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. This guy is, is very productive. Shockingly productive in terms of putting up points compared to where I thought he'd be. Adam Fantilli is centering a line of Patrick liney And we've got Justin Danforth there. Then the, the fourth line is Sean Effet Corrali. Some a nice little throwback to 2017 when he was a Boston Bruin. And then Alex Texier and Mathieu Olivier. On the back end, you've got Zach Wierenski, Adam Bokvist. You've got Ivan Provorov and David Yurichek. And the third pair is Jake Bean. And then our guy, sends Abroad, Eric Goodbranson. In goal, we expect it to be Elvis Merzlikens. And then the backup is Spencer Martin.
1: Uh, my lookout player Ross as I was alluding to is Zach Wierenski like uh, I really do think that this is a player that is gonna um, get a little bit more shine now that Columbus is kind of looked at as uh, trying to get out of their rebuild because yeah you look at it last year Ross he only played 13 games so he had eight points in those 13 games then the season before that in 68 games so again not a full season but he had 48 points so He's able to put up points, and Zach Wierenski has kind of been the Thomas Shabbat of that Columbus Blue Jackets uh, decor, right? Where it's just him and a bunch of dudes, random dudes, for like years, and he has to lift up this whole decor. But now, like I mentioned, this decor is in its early stages, but I see a lot of potential here once they get going. So Zach Wierenski, number eight, that's going to be my lookout player. Whatever happened to Cole Sillinger? He's hurt right now. Mm, okay, because he's only got
0: one goal through 24 games this year. Remember he had that great rookie season? Everyone's like, oh, my God, he was the pick
1: after uh, yeah, Tyler that was, And that was my guy. That's the guy I wanted the sense to take. Yeah,
0: he had 31 points and 16 goals as an 18, 19-year-old. Yeah. And then in his last two seasons where he's played 88 games, he has four goals in 88 games after having 16 in his first 79. so
1: Would not, his rookie season have been with Torts? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. So- uh, Yeah. No, Brad Larson. Oh, okay. So that must have just been the end of Torts regime, then. Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've turned over the roster now. Just looking back two years, like Voracek, Bjorkstrand,
1: Nykvist,
0: well, Roslevik's probably out injured too, right? Yeah. 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 Gavrikov, another guy, Max Domi, another one, right? Like they've had a ton of turnover just in the last couple of years. Eunice yeah. Corpusalo mm-hmm. as well. But uh, my lookout player here is a guy I was also high on during the draft process. And that's David Yurichek. just plays that steady two-way game. But those guys usually take a little bit extra to get their strength to the level of a, uh, an NHL game. So I'm I'm curious to see where he's at tonight because man, in four or five years and maybe even sooner, he's going to be, I think, one of the more feared defensemen in the National Hockey League. I I really think that he's the type of player that when he steps into his own, he will, but he's also going to have some growing pains there. Uh, 19 games so far this season, just four points, but he's not a guy who you're going to expect to see contribute points necessarily, although he had 38 in the minors last year in 55 games, but he's just going to be mean in your face, but he's a guy who, right at this age, right, he's still 19, 20. If I'm Brady Kachuk, he's a guy as a right defenseman. I'm left wing. I'm going to try to make his night a living hell behind the net. Hit him as hard as he can, often as he can, and make sure that he's not able to use that, that safety outlet that he has in Provorov, who's more of a puck-moving defenseman and can skate the puck out by himself. And I'll give a bonus one as well. Of course, we're gonna be taking a peek at Adam Fantilli, the reigning Hobie Baker winner, uh, best college player in the in the in the states last season. Um, he's off to a, a bit of a slow-ish start, would you say, Pillsy? He's got four goals in 24 games, 10 points, minus 11, but really, like. We know the plus minus doesn't matter when you're rebuilding team like you're going to be out there. And especially when when you're a highly touted player like Adam Fantilli, he's going to be fine. He's going to be great. But I I will be watching him closely tonight as well.
1: Yeah, my uh, one interesting note about the decor is. I do like how they've paired a younger defenseman with a veteran on each, each pair. That's a nice move. Um, My honorable lookout guy is going to be Kent Johnson. Uh, He hasn't played much this season, but he's back in the lineup now. And that's a guy Ross with like the, the resounding kind of comment about him is video game type skill. So when you're in college, you can pull those moves off and it's great. It looks awesome. You're going to rack up the points, but in the NHL, Ask guys like Trevor Zegras, uh, Sonny Milano, some of those guys that have insane hands that worked in the junior and lower levels. Doesn't always translate to immediate success in the NHL. And I think that's what Kent Johnson's going through right now.
0: Well said. We're excited for tonight's game. Senators in Columbus to visit the Blue Jackets. It will be their first meeting head-to-head this season. And the puck drops at 7 p.m. Eastern. Let's get to some keys to victory. Number one.
1: This one, like, number one is know you're the better team. We just went through that roster, especially up front. That forward group is um, a, a lot of uh, guys trying to figure things out here. So this team has got to win the five-on-five battle, Ross. Especially, I want to highlight the five-on-five battle because, and this shocked me. I don't, I'd like to get your opinion on this, but when I look at that Columbus Blue Jackets roster, I'm not like, that is a stout defensive, strong roster, right? No. You think maybe they light it up on the power play. You got Patrick Liney, Johnny Goudreau, Waransky, uh, all these young high draft picks. But the Columbus Blue Jackets are the second best team in the league in penalty kill percentage, only behind the LA Kings. Their penalty kill sits at 89.2%. So for an Ottawa Senators team that struggles to score power play goals up against teams that have terrible penalty kills... I think it's going to be slim pickings for the man advantage tonight. So win that five on five battle.
0: For me, it's figure out the second period. The Senators have allowed 29 goals in 17 second periods. That is absolutely unacceptable. It's no way to win a game. To put it in context, Ottawa's allowed 14 goals in the first period and 29 in the second. Not only that, but they've only scored 19. So they're a minus 10 goal differential in the second period. And Like what's, what's the reasoning for that? Do you got to think adjustments you have to be made once you've seen the team for 20 minutes, see what the flow of everything goes like have the adjustments figured out and, and execute them because the second period is killing them. And then they're always fighting from behind in the third period. So figure it out and fast.
1: Yeah, figure it out big time. I don't know, maybe they need uh, some some Red Bulls or something in the first intermission. They got to get it going because there's no energy in that second period. And number three. Number three is do not overplay Thomas Shabbat in his return. Sure, it was a hand injury, so it's not like uh, his skating should be affected much uh, and like his uh, stamina and endurance shouldn't be affected too much, but... Look, we talked about how it tight this schedule is moving forward for not only December, but the rest of the entire year other than February, I guess. So you got to keep Thomas Shabbat's legs fresh, especially with the back-to-back in his first return here. However, Ross, seeing him paired with Artem Zub, I feel like we will not see number three of keys of the game happen, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Thomas Shabbat plays 28 minutes.
0: I need it to be 24 Anything under, under twenty five, yes. Okay. Under twenty five, key to victory. Thomas Shabbat under twenty five minutes, unless for some reason Ottawa gets ten power plays, then you can put him out there. Okay, five on five should be around twenty. That that's what I want. Around twenty at five okay. on five because he's not going to be out there, I don't think. Killing penalties right no. off the bat and then have him out there for four or five minutes on the power play and then call it a day. So Thomas Shabbat back in the lineup. Let us know in the comments, what you believe the repercussions will be of Shabbat's return to the lineup. Is it a, a huge positive or are we over? reacting to a guy who had been the whipping boy at certain times, not really on this show, I, I feel like, but just in terms in general of what he brings to the table, I think we really saw over the last little while how hard it is for them to get the puck out of their own zone without Thomas Shabbat in the lineup. So I'm excited to see him back. I think Sens fans should be, and uh, especially with this this back-to-back. And hopefully, I mean, if JBD sits for one game, it's not the end of the world, but like, if, if it's the same decor tomorrow as well, Like we really got to start asking the questions here of like what's going on because Travis Hamonic, like I'm sitting a thousand kilometers away and I can see instantaneously that he's just slow. He's getting beat. He's getting walked. He's he's taking penalty after penalty after penalty. It's just not a great recipe for success for the Ottawa Senators to have him out there 82 games this season as it seems they're expecting him to play. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show?
1: Uh, yeah. Just to comment on your your uh, Travis Hamnick note, there. Travis Hamnick leads the Ottawa Senators in penalty minutes with thirty-two. So, to be fair, he was one
0: of the guys who got everybody. Oh wait,
1: dead. no. Actually, I'm very wrong. Apologies. I was scrolled yeah, down Brady. too far. Brady leads the team and is second in the league in PIMs with fifty. So, <laughs> whoops, dash one well, for Pilsy there
0: well dash one late in the game though that's not bad that's not bad you've accumulated a couple pluses you know what here i'll i'll bail you out because you you are on to something here and if we go to uh where is it minor penalties taken sorted by um where he, oh there he is he's uh, he's tied for 8th in the league in minor penalties taken
1: but he leads the sends right leads the sends baby Brady's
0: got 10 he's got 11 you're right all along
1: good yeah so maybe my uh, plus minus not good but my coursey numbers are a little better
0: yeah because I mean Brady's got those two fighting majors he's got the misconduct in there as well (laughs) so um he's he's stacking numbers a little bit quicker but 11 minor penalties when he's averaging 15 minutes a game is like pretty unacceptable I'd say um yeah yeah, it's, you can't. You just can't have it. So hopefully he figures that And, like, JBD is lowering the boom on guys. Even last game, he smoked uh, one of the Florida Panthers. I think it was – well, Sam Bennett, I think, came and talked to him after. I forget which player yeah. he stood up in the neutral zone. But, um, yeah, I not a decision I would have made, but one that Senators coaching staff has decided to make. All right, we'll be in the postcast after tonight's game. We will see you there. 7 o'clock start, Senators. Blue Jackets, and we will vent or vibe, and the venting will be at an all-time high if the Senators cannot put together three good periods, know they're the better team, and try winning the second period. Wouldn't that
1: Or Ross, I'll even raise the bar lower. Try not losing the second period. Raise the bar lower? Yeah, I'm raising the bar lower on a last-place team in the Eastern Conference.
0: All right, you heard it. Lots of confidence here on Locked On Senators, but hey, uh, a win could solve everything here. After that 5 nothing shutout loss to the Florida Panthers, it's time to turn the page. They've got Columbus tonight, Seattle tomorrow. We'll talk to you in the postcast. For today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.